0: Welcome to Art Last Podcast, where we make art accessible. I'm Sophie. And I'm Seema. And you Seema. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast... Oh wait, no, we
1: have a guest today. We do, she's, uh, she's going to be unnamed. An unnamed young
2: person I know. Yeah. <laughs> say hello. Unnamed and faceless. Hello. Unnamed and faceless. I'm... She who must not be named. That's right. That's who you are. (laughs) That's who (laughs) you are. Ms. Voldemort.
0: Yes. Uh, If you'd like to support the podcast today and everyone involved, uh, the extended fam of the podcast, uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and you can follow us on Patreon, uh, where you can participate in polls. We're going to have some exclusive video content. We've got so much stuff coming out um, because we, guys, we made a calendar.
1: We did, and I have to tell you, somebody replied to one of my Patreon questions, and I was real excited. Was it Cindy? Who was? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I just love when people reply. Hi, I just, Cindy. I
0: feel like I'm. I'm. It's like, oh my god, something <laughs> happened! Um, Cindy's my friend in New Zealand, who not has not only bought. Like some of my artwork, but has been a long-time supporter of ArtLust from episode one. I know. Um, I know Patreon. A Patreon person. You?
1: Yeah. And one of my mutuals on the Mm -hmm. clock app. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we do this thing, friend. I can't say your name, but we do this thing called Art Yay or Nay. So do you think that this... You know how there's that Studio Ghibli? Yeah. um, Filter? On TikTok? Oh, um, yeah, like an AI filter that turns people into Studio Ghibli characters. Do you think that's art
2: or not? I would say that it's like in between. It's like a gray area because, well, first of all, it's a it's like a filter on an app. So it's not really, but it's painted. It's like sort of like painted and stuff so that it kind of looks like it is art the same time so it's it's kind of like a gray area now. so a filter can never be art well what kind of art like which because there's like two types of there's like there's like the modern art where it's not necessarily like art on a painted canvas uh-huh. it's more like it's like statues and stuff like the akron art museum like that Q, that pink Q. That's art, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like a painted canvas. A sculpture called uh, "Inverted Cube" by Clyde Soldenberg. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. it's pink. That's why I like it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. Um. But I'm saying well, I'm saying that a filter, and I you can answer whatever you think. I think a filter cannot be art. Okay. Okay. So, Sophie, the studio of gal-
1: filter,
0: is it art? I think that going back to one of our last Art or Nah uh, segments, Mm -hmm. it's the stuff that is online doesn't have a lasting cultural impact. And I think that for me is one of the now metrics for me on whether I think Mm -hmm. something could be considered art. Um, But tell us, Faceless Guest, how did you get so good at talking about art? Um, Well, my mom used to work at
2: a bunch of art museums. Mm-hmm. and so when i was little uh she'd always have meetings so she'd send me down to the um exhibits like nice. exhibitions because like so her work friends would have like there will be like little kids and they would learn about all this art so i just like sit down and i and um and then i always raise my hand and i'd be like oh i don't know the answer and the thing is like I'd call them by their first names because, like, that's how I would know them. And everyone would be like, where are you calling them by your
0: first name? You know, the teacher. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I would always, like, know the answer because I'd always, like, be there at a specific time so of when she was there. I love it. So, and she's, like, at meetings, so I just...
0: <laughs> so practice is what so you pra- mean. Lots yeah. of practice. Lots <laughs> and practice. exposure to art education. Yes. I would also feel like it
1: you never know like you didn't have a moment where somebody was like, You're not smart enough to answer this question.
2: Yeah. Also, I remember um we had a school trip and someone was like, Oh, it's this piece of artwork. And I and there was just, like, this random person. And I was like, oh, they're wrong. It's not what. Oh, excuse me? My mom used to work in there. so I know this stuff is actually blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, oh, thank you. Where was that? Chicago. Oh, man. you. <laughs> so funny.
1: Oh, oh, man. It was a docent, though. We don't. I know. We don't. so bad. Docents. Here. We could have a we could have an episode about docents. Mm. Um, so I would say that both That's of my cue is- to write something down. <laughs> <clears throat> so both of you brought up what I think is important about the arts. Mm-hmm. That that what is art? There can be things that are artful that are visual. You said it's painted, like mm-hmm. or things that feel artsy artful uh, was there another art words that I've forgotten artsy and artful artistic 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 excellent but they're not art really? and one of the things that you said was that they're not art because it's a filter right. and like so in part of it's a filter is that you don't like it's not like there's any creativity in a filter right
2: there's not well, that much creativity it's created by artificial intelligence that's a thing so Artificial intelligence, yeah, it's smart, but it can't really have the feelings or, like, emotions that artists put into the paintings. (laughs) Like, um, I'm sure, like, uh, Rembrandt had feelings he put into some of his paintings. Mm, True. I feel like if, like, a robot, they can't really do that. Right. Mm. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, So, that means that...
1: We need to figure out what is,
0: what what's what this is all about. What art is? What's and especially like what the emotional component to art is, right. um, or the. I don't want to say conceptual. That feels like a bit too reductive in terms of how we engage with art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like no one really like. Um, well, I feel like Jeff Koons definitely does create art without feeling like those. <laughs> <laughs> From my, one of my mom's TikTok videos, Landa starts young. <laughs> <laughs> but she said that they're like mass produced, like his artwork is like yeah. so mass produced. But I feel like a lot of different artists, like maybe Kristen Cliffle. Uh-huh. She <laughs> doesn't... It... Tell us about Chris. Tell everyone about Cross- okay, Cross- Kristen Okay, Cliffl- she is just tell us with your words an artist i know i'm just picking no. up my phone oh uh, she's an artist in um cleveland and she is also kind of like a family friend she makes these really pretty like pieces of artwork and they are um and oh she has feeling behind them because some of them are about like her family vacations and, and but she also works really hard for that mm-hmm. and unlike jeff coons because he is like <laughs> i'm going right slandering him hard because uh he like mass produces those um balloon animals but kristen cliffle she makes those earrings does she make them hand mm-hmm. she okay. does so kristen
1: cliffle is a ceramicist who has mm-hmm. who's in the collection i'm positive she's in the collection of crystal bridges i'm pretty sure she's in the smithsonian american art museum as well um <gasps> yeah i'm pretty sure she is in the Akron Art Museum and maybe also in the Cleveland Museum of Art. She's in many museum collections, is the point. Um, she's a ceramicist who really leans in hard to imageries of home and mm-hmm. family, um, but in like cute, almost cutesy ways. So mm-hmm. like um, cupcakes and, you know, a lot of the same kinds of tropes that, that um, I guess like the same pop, like the post-pop culture that Jeff Koons has. But it's exactly the opposite in that she hand manufactures everything, and she starts with that with drawings and works really hard. Like basically, works up a series of uh, sketches, visual sketches, mm. you know, drawings, paintings, etc. Before she starts any ceramic work. Mm. Um, so you're right. I would agree that at least some part of it is feeling and labor. But also, you just you know, Kristen also is somebody who has spent a lifetime coming up with her own language. And, like, Sophie, you're working on your own
0: language, right? You have a language in your photography. I It's, it's becoming more pronounced, too, mm. I think, especially over the last few months. I would say that, especially now that I'm bringing more, there's just, like, there's so many more people in America compared to Australia. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just able, I feel like my work is coming into contact with so many more people and just kind of different networks and spaces, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm starting to really see the consistency and like mood and tone in kind of how people it's, I think what, and especially what people recognize, because I had one of my portfolio videos just like randomly take off this week mm-hmm. after it had been up for almost two weeks already. Um, I think what people recognize is like the space that I make for Conversations to happen, not necessarily, not necessarily the actual like image itself. I don't know. Obviously, it's a combination, but it's just like I think that, and I think this is this is where my grad school kind of training got me to. And I hate to bring up, I hate to bring up any kind of Heidegger. I'm so sorry. No. Yes, do go ahead. No, it's just like. For me, I think that one of the most important components of something to be considered art, and I think when someone makes something, it gets labeled as art kind of by the general populace rather than the artists themselves, obviously. Art is defined by the viewer, not the creator. Mm -hmm. And I think in that space, what is super important is that You know how I've spoken about that idea of like giving yourself to something that someone else has made before? I think that art and what we, the moment like we know we're looking at art is when we see something that kind of shifts our understanding of where we are in relation to the world.
1: Yes. I think, I think that's where, so, you know, I bring up the studio Ghibli. Uh, I brought it up because I think it is a pretty simple way for us. Like, I would also agree, not art. And it's mm. clear. I don't know that there's anybody who's listening to this or even anybody on the app who's like, this is art! I think that would be... I don't know. NFT guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I <laughs> think an NFT guy cannot imagine making money on a Studio Ghibli filter and might not see it as art. I think yeah. that there's things that are visually appealing that can easily not be art. There's also... Mm. And I think the thing that's hard is that there is things that are not visually appealing that are considered art. Hmm. Right. And there's a.
2: That, remember that one guy? There's like this one piece of artwork in the acronym museum. And it was like this one guy and he's eating a bunch of wood and it was like brown. And it was really creepy. I'm sure that's true. I don't remember which one that would be. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it's a a, a not can- Canton artist. Mm, I can't remember. The slanted... Yeah, yeah, I just can't think of their name. Um, I can look at... Let me look up their uh, name. Tell tell them how the the artwork looks.
2: Okay, so it's this one. It's a man. And it looks like it's really foggy, like almost sort of polluted. And mm. he's kind of... He's like in a forest. And his mouth is like gaping. And it's really unappealing. Like... So I watch a lot of horror movies. Um, But I don't like to look at that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. Like, it's just so unappealing and it's still considered art. It's
1: it's (laughs) so it is art. It's by an artist named John Sokol, uh, who's a Northeast Ohio based artist. I think Akron, maybe Canton, something like that, somewhere south of Cleveland. And um, he made the he works on a lot of. Different media, but in this one it includes it's made out of pine resin. Mm. And it is um largely browns. And um and I, I think that it is supposed to be a Vachnid, but not pretty, which a lot of art is supposed to be, right? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. beautiful, it's not the point of it. Um but I feel like it's a having...
0: bonus when it's really beautiful.
1: I do yeah. too. I do too. Yeah. But I think that there are artists who feel like it's an it's a negative because then people won't engage with it. Because nah. it is, uh, there are definitely, I, but you know, there are definitely. That sounds like insecurity to me. <laughs>
0: I know. I, did, I think so too. So. Because I'm, um, I'm like, well, my work is very beautiful, but it also, it seems to have like an impact in the space of like, not beauty. So, or we'll just like. Right.
2: So there are some things that like, so like some of the photography that's considered art isn't necessarily like beautiful like a bunch of like maybe painted canvases are but it's but it tells you something Mm -hmm. so it could be like a series of photos about maybe like a place that's has a lot of poverty and it's probably bringing like awareness to it it's certainly not beautiful but it but it does have like a message yeah so it's like There's like a slippery slope, so there's something that could be like not appealing, but it doesn't really have a message behind it necessarily. Or it could not be um, beautiful, but it does have a message behind it, and that makes it sort of appealing in a way.
1: Yeah, and I think all of these things we're talking about brings up the topic of this week, which is one, I think we've all voted that Studio Ghibli filter is not art. There are many things, however, that are artful. And there are many things that are art, and there's a variety of them. But today's topic is about critical thinking. So, when you hear the phrase critical
2: thinking, what do you think that phrase means? Um, I mean, I think it's, like, how do I say it? Critical thinking is, I think it's, like, something where you don't really have your emotions, like, your emotions, like, in charge. Where it's basically, like, um... So there's a truck passing by where uh, Sophie is staying. And you could say they're like, it must be very loud where she is. It's not like, oh, it's a." it might be an ambulance helping this person, blah, 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 blah. It's just like the facts and you're like thinking critically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what is thinking critically, though? Like, tell me. It's not just the path though, is
2: it? I think it could be partially the facts. It's not, like, because, like, if your emotions are in control, you don't really, like, in some scenarios, like, yeah, like, emotions are good to be, like, thinking, but if it's, like, all your thinking is, like, all, like, emotion, like, all, it's just, like, emotion, it's not, um, you're not really... I don't know. I don't. like I can't. Like, think of this. The words. Like, it's just like, leeching out of my brain. Mm.
1: Okay, you had a lot of good points. I think it's that like you are thinking beyond the thing that you were just told, right? Yeah. Why do you have
2: to think beyond the thing you're told? Um. So if you just like told one thing, like um, like the tortilla secretly the moon, like a tortilla on a window secretly the moon. If you think more you're like no that can't be because a tortilla is a piece of food not um not a space rock like not a rock in the middle of space so right so you just can't believe anything you're just told you have to
1: think out think like Mm outside yeah i think that's a good i think that's a good tact um so in critical thinking i think that the thing about critical thinking for me is that it takes time and practice, right? We just spent a lot of time—so much practice—talking about what is art and what is not art. And um, some of us are older than other people in this room, but we all were able to have this conversation. Actually, not because of our age or even our education, but because of our practice. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. You don't even—you don't even plan on going to study art, but you know a lot about it. No,
2: I want to be a doctor. Yeah, like. <laughs>
1: Um, so speaking of doctors, I have a good story. Um that I am anonymizing for everybody's benefit, mostly mine. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna take a you're gonna be silent while I tell the story. Okay. Um because I think it really highlights critical thinking. So And then I have a, a parallel less Yes less outrageous version. <laughs> so I um the I think that many of us on TikTok might know what happens is that you make a video and if you leave stitches on, it means that anybody can react to it. So I call it internet roulette. It is internet roulette. (laughs) And as somebody who has, you know, a chunk of followers, and I've certainly had people stitch me um, many, many times. Usually the people who stitch me are men who don't like what I've said, but there are other people There are sometimes people who like me and stitch me many, many people dislike me and stitch me. And um, what it turns out is, I have no power over how people take my words.
0: Mm-hmm. I put my None words of us do. There. Oh, it turns out nobody does. None, None of us, us do, and it's the same as when you put art out into the world. You don't have it control. It is indeed true, but apparently if you
1: are in residency, you think that, yes, you have power over your words. So, a creator put it, posted a video, and I am leaving the creator's name out of this, Um but the creator created a video that began um, with the phrase "I want to," in, I want to talk about mean girl culture in hospitals, and then included the phrase that mostly nurses post mean videos about residents uh, at the beginning of residency m- months because they all start in July. I did what many people do, which is stitch, including actually many people stitched this creator um, about this video, and I said. Um, And I said that uh, it reminded me of this. I want to bring up a situation that I think is really important, that for patients, the classism in medicine where nurses are treated badly like doctors is a problem. And I have had great experience with nurses. Mm -hmm. Well, this person, a nameless person, felt that I cannot respond because I did not um, take into effect that this person said many other things in there about how it actually is bad for everybody. And so those are all true things. But it turns out, it's a, it's a sort of astonishing thing, and I don't know if everybody who goes to medical school knows this, but it turns out that when you say something on the internet, other people can respond to it. And it turns out it's, okay, it's totally okay. So this person did not feel like that was true, sent me 25 messages in 20 minutes, saying, but you know, I had other things I said. And I was like, yes, yeah, you did say other things. But The Stitch also said mostly nurses. Is, did you not say that? Well, I said mostly nurses, but I didn't mean just mostly nurses. And again, you know, the thing that's very hard about the world is that you could say whatever you want. You could mean whatever you want, but when you've said it, you've said it.
0: And you can't and people from taking it at face value. You can't exactly. treat people from interpreting it in their own way like That's there's right. Right. there's no way that you can control information.
1: But it turns out this person does think there's plenty of ways to control information which included after i had to go to work because i in fact have a day job i decided to block this person they sent their boyfriend who pretended to be an anonymous person um but used their name in all their comments and sent many comments about how i'm a bully Remember, remembering that this woman's video was about mean girl culture and medicine and I'm a bully because I want to talk about med- patient care. Then sent. Then sh- then they proceeded to send many nasty comments about me on their video, invited people to come and attack me. And um and then I made a that that you video, which is another very common thing in t- in TikTok mm-hmm. about the boyfriend saying, "Listen, this guy is not unbiased." Hmm. And then um. Then that the original commenter sent a number of doctors to tell me I can't. I have to stay in my lane. I can't talk about medicine. And then it proceeded for hours, hours of harassing DMs, hours of comments, hours a, an additional video about me where they recut my original video to make it sound like I was bullying this poor, sweet, victimized creator who's a tiny creator who happens to have more than forty thousand followers. Well, it may. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. But she's a tiny victim. um, And I didn't understand because she said other things. Mm. And at the essence of this is a failure to have critical thinking. It's a failure to have critical thinking, which to the point right now makes me think I will not go to a resident. Do you know that there is a studied effect in medicine called the July effect? Deaths in hospitals go up in July because that's the day the
0: month of residents start. I mean, is anyone surprised that putting students in charge of people's healthcare?
1: Especially, (laughs) (laughs) like this woman repeatedly told me I was at fault for disagreeing with her. I was at fault for not taking what she said completely and talking about something else. I was at fault for thinking I can have any say about what happened to me as a parent of a sick patient. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. She sent scores and scores of doctors to message me that I was wrong to even engage with her words also what i think is it pointed out to me that you can be very well educated and incapable of critical thought absolutely this was the the essence was that i wanted to disagree and disagreement or seeing the world differently because you come from a different scholarly background intellectual background is actually the basis of critical thought this person could not handle critical thought because many education systems are focused on the right answer.
0: And I also think a lot of people confuse critiques with criticism. Yes. Um, and it's like people can't seem to separate someone critiquing what they're saying from a criticism of ego. Yes. And I find that happens a lot on the Internet. Like it's yes. the Internet is kind of the breeding ground <laughs> of where this Right. It's like I, ground
1: it's zero. My original video said nothing about this person. I mean,
0: I've been thinking about making a video reply to this to my my yeah. boyfriend, who's my yeah, version so, of so you, had, sweet. so you had so you had so so this so in the
1: end of my situation, she could not look past herself, and that's the thing you need for critical thinking, right? Uh-huh. But then the other thing you need to do is step back, as we started with step back minute what are we talking about here hmm. i mean there also, was also like amazing lapses <laughs> in judgment so i don't think critical thinking was this person's only problem but yeah yep
0: <laughs> so many lapses in judgment so, um i just love that person who made the video who was like i'm just an innocent bystander but you are the problem <laughs> you <laughs> are the problem
1: somebody said uh, so funny. one of my videos was like uh is
0: the mean girl in
1: the room <laughs> but somebody else said me people the only people who make videos about mean girls are mean
0: girls. <laughs> Honestly. Um but also like what's that phrase Americans love? Hit dogs holla. Could like Oh just- um So Let's Kristen? Kristen, yeah, Kristen, your local oh, kitchen exactly. witch who we went oh, on live with the other day, mm-hmm. um uses that phrase. Uh, so one of the things I I think is interesting because my my version of this silly no critical thought on the internet uh since yes. this week was I saw a video uh, of a young man who and it's like pretty clearly advertising because the the first like shot of that necklace is like pretty you know it's an advertising video. But essentially it's a little jokey joke video where he's like, what do you mean you got bored and you made it when I get bored I stare at the ceiling and he's like, Promoting his girlfriend's jewellery business, basically. I just thought it was, uh, I find it interesting that, like, so often we see when women make videos about their boyfriends and their small businesses and the kind of shit that they do, the marketing kind of and ideas behind it is usually, let's celebrate what they're doing and support them. And to me, it gave me a little bit of an ick that this guy's, like, first thought was to create a video Negging his girlfriend, essentially. <laughs> Which I think is kind of weird. Um, and he came into my... I, I essentially stitched it and I was just kind of like, breaking news. You know, man discovers that women are infinitely cool, creative, and talented. Because they are. And just as a little juggy joke, because I, I love stirring shit on the internet. Um, been taught well by art, art mother, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I know it's such a terrible phrase, but I'm going to tease oh. you about it for the rest of however long we do this production. <laughs> oh my god! The worst. <laughs> so can we talk about the ick. I know, I know.
2: Wait, um, are you our mother? Yeah, that is right.
0: Kind of funny. Uh, She's my mother. I know. I mean, like in the queer, like you know. House mother, kind of. Oh, that's
1: nice. That's nice. I don't think everybody says it because. Uh,
0: no, not the men. (laughs) Um, but essentially, I, you know, said in my video, if you're wondering what that sound is, it's the sound of your inferiority complex being validated. And this guy immediately came into my comment section and was like, "That's not what this video was about. This was a promotion." And I was like, I didn't reply because I couldn't be bothered, frankly. And then one of, my, one of my friends came into the comment section and was like, wow, I think this is really interesting that when he makes a joke, everything's fine. But when you make a joke, where it, suddenly there's misogyny in the room. And he came and commented back at her and was like, this is a video made about a narrative that just doesn't exist. And for me, what I think is interesting is that if that wasn't some component of his thinking, it wouldn't upset him so much. Like, if you're reacting to someone who has a small... I have like 20,000 followers, it's really not that many. Uh, There's, what, less than 3,000 views on the video and you're coming into the comment section and defending yourself with your fucking life? Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Like, it's just... You would just go, oh, it's been misinterpreted, I'm going to move on. And what I think was interesting also, and this is, I think, just... I don't know. Is this straight culture? I don't know. Like other people, there were like a bunch of girls that came to the comments and were like, I thought this was really sweet, blah, 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 blah. And for me, not a a whole load of critical thinking went behind his responses in terms of like his message not being received the way he wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just like a total lack of critical thinking from consumers on the internet of what goes viral and why. This is the
1: part I think that's really important. Um mm. so in my instance the person who um, I tussled with um who I, I should say is remains completely sure that they never did anything wrong. Tussled um, with such a <laughs> um did nothing wrong. I I am completely at fault for having any other opinion than them. Um that pro so the mad guy always I am totally the bad guy but um it's am totally a bad guy i have to say but i i posted the video because not and that person repeatedly said you're doing this for internet cloud and it really struck me because i posted a video that i wouldn't get cloud if you post outside of your um outside of your niche you won't get views Mm -hmm. i didn't post it for that but it really indicated to me that this person whenever somebody says you know what you just don't like it because x Mm -hmm. It's often a talent. They get like, like he got all like uppity because he knew he was doing something. Yeah. Similarly, she clearly was posting it for Cloud. She wants to be a medical influencer. And this culture that happens is that we have this whole culture of people wanting to get acclaim for a thought. But we also then have a culture worse. Yeah. It's like the dumb enlightenment. Because they don't want to have anybody really understand the forces that cause something to be. I mean, the lack of critical thinking isn't about education, right? Like this is your person. I don't know what your person's deal is. I don't know your person's like anything background. Um, But was talking about a small business that didn't that doesn't require a degree. Mm. My person is somebody who explained to me that I was wrong and I was ruining. I was like ruining the life of a person who had spent 20 years trying to get what they want. Um, and there's a lot of math problems there. I guess math, you don't need math to get into med school. And, um, I've but, been working towards
0: being a doctor since I was 10.
1: I know, I was like... If I know, okay.
0: Um, but independent of the inability to do math. I don't know um, what in grade five is going to influence your career. But <laughs> but I know. Maybe.
1: And then like, but... But for both, it's the idea that you should consume a culture and a con- cultural output mm. without wondering what that person's motivation is. Mm. Right? And not wondering what forces brought to bear. Why is this in the, it, why is this on you know the internet? Why is this picked up? Don't think about that.
0: Well, I think people, I don't think people come on the internet to be challenged half of the time. Like I remember posting my portfolio works on Instagram. For many, like, for many years when Instagram was still a usable and viable platform to waste your time on. Um, But, like, what always bugged me and irked me was that, like, a pretty sunset photo, flowers, stuff that doesn't mean anything just pops off on the internet Mm -hmm. because people don't want to be engaged. They don't want to be challenged. They don't – they just want to have their brains, like, you know wiped and I get it I get it but also that's now where we consume all our news so so when you're watching videos what do you what do you
1: why
2: do you why do you watch videos why do I watch videos I mean okay so I don't really like I'm not really on TikTok so much anymore I'm more on like YouTube and I'm watching a longer video because I feel like because like I saw on TikTok why we watch so many videos is because it gives us a little dopamine hit Mm -hmm. and um I do appreciate having a little dopamine hit but I feel like um I still go outside a lot and play volleyball and I get a dopamine hit from that because I'm like outside and I'm just doing I'm like sporty so I feel like If I'm on my phone, I'm not going to get such a big amount of like a dopamine hit as like, say, like riding my bike or climbing a tree or something like that. So in other words,
1: the system of TikTok wants us to watch more videos, but it's not actually interested in us engaging in ideas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a dopamine coin slot machine, which is the yeah. best description I've heard for it mm-hmm. in ages. Um, mm-hmm. I have, my sister and I talk about this all the time. If I wake up and I go on my phone and if I just like respond to messages from home, it's okay. But if I go on TikTok or I end up watching videos or I do anything like that in the morning, it actually destroys my ability to focus or like get Yes. a dopamine hit from anything else. Yes. Like yes. it actually, it fucks up my entire day. It, it actually fucks up my entire day. Um, it does I, make me I think... Can, I can't do anything on those days. If I it makes that. me think that its systems make
1: us less good at critical thinking, not only because it's a dopamine hit, but because you're seeing so much content without any criticality, it's actually promoting you being less critical. Not to mention that if you argue with somebody the views go up i know all the bad shit keeps you engaged really right right I so don't... it's teaching you not to be a critical thinker
0: i'm trying to teach my algorithm to stop being a fucking piece of shit again I'm... oh mine just changed mine just changed, changed. It's so an- mm-hmm. um, it's so annoying new load
1: but that's also i think part of it right there's no um you have very little control over what you see
0: I'm trying. To, I'm trying a new tactic where, anytime it shows me something I don't want to see, I exit out of the app for at least half an hour and I go, "Fuck you! You don't have my time." Um, Interesting. Is it working? I don't know because I am not a Taylor Swift fan. I don't like her music. I mm. can't stand it. And mm. I constantly, I have all of her hashtags blocked, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. constantly get videos specifically with all the ones I've blocked. It drives me round the fucking bend. I can't stand it. I don't want to see it. I just, I, you should be able to curate your algorithm by what you're interested in. And me saying not interested and deliberately putting it in my hat, like blocked hashtags, should be enough for me to not get that content all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. every half hour, something will come up and I just, mm-hmm. I'll just exit out of the app. And I do the same thing for weight loss videos. I'm just kind of like, no. I'm not going to give you my engagement in time if you keep feeding me this nonsense. What you're also bringing up is that you're
1: critically assessing what you're being fed, which is another thing. I have to tell you, I am <laughs> not. True. I don't, I don't. I can't critically. live outside
0: the critical brain.
1: No, no, because we're both trained in ways that make us do that. Our work, art history is basically like, oh, wait. It's not exactly that there's no wrong answer. It's just that there's so many right answers, right? Art and art history is about creating a world where there are so many right answers, there there will be a job for every art historian. Uh, no, Sadly, no jobs for art historians. I was lying, friends. Um, but, you know, I think that the criticality that you're expressing is also something that people aren't doing. Like, I don't even... I I mean I what I I mean I don't always even um I don't always even say like I don't like this. Even if I don't like it, I just flip through it. And I'm sure I'm like a lot of people because the machine is set up in a way to not make us question the machine.
0: Yeah. But when you feed me everything I've blocked, that's when I'm kind of like who is pay-? like who at Ticketmaster is paying you to shove this down my fucking like throat and feed. I'm losing the plot. I don't want to see it. I also wonder how that are like. This is where I always think about the, the critical thinking about
1: TikTok that I often think about is how do they? Th- how is this a business model? Like, like I, I am saying Who's this is funding it. I uh, like, who thinks this is a good idea? Um, but I do think that um, I think that what we're talking about is. Criticality requires uh, self-reflection, it requires time, it requires questioning everything. You know, like something that I think always, um, like if I, I don't generally, I don't often do videos that are like, um, I don't know about things, but I did one about vacation, like people who go to like, I don't know, um, Bali and do Hindu things. And a number like of people... I mean, like all Australians, all oh, okay. Australians. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah, yeah. Australia... This, was Ama- this, happened, to this has, um, happened to be an American. This has happened to be an American. And so many people said, it's just not that deep. And why can't we have nice things? And I think that both of those are actually what they're saying is, I don't want to think critically. I don't want to look at myself at all. Because actually so much of critical thinking requires self-reflection.
0: Well, it's a, it's a mindfulness practice, which yeah. is kind of a gross thing to think about in many ways, because I don't think that a lot of academics are very mindful. Yeah. Um. So it's, they're obviously not the same thing, but I'm going to use the word, because you do have to have a certain amount of, like, awareness of yourself in the moment mm-hmm. when you are coming up against concepts, you know, other people's feelings as well, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, for me, because I think one of the things that people want out of this episode is kind of how to engage in critical thinking as well. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is, I think, recognizing when you have a response to something, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, um, looking at the subtext of something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like uh, like our guest was saying before, trying to do it from a space where you are less emotional, mm-hmm. and more kind of looking at the facts in front of you and seeing mm-hmm. what you under- and seeing how you can understand it within the systems and cultural understandings that you have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think it, it's the who, what, when, where, and why. And specifically for me, I think one of the things that keeps me most interested in critical thinking and doing it on a day-to-day basis in terms of like the Mm -hmm. stuff I see especially the media I consume especially Mm -hmm. the imagery is why Mm -hmm. the why what am I being sold what is the subtext of this like you know what is the meaning behind the content what is the meaning behind the theory same kind of thing
1: why is the is the critical thinking word? It makes me think about there was a filter. my like kids make this going around Why? Yeah. Why? But why? 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 Never. why? It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, there was that, those those like are you winter, spring, fall? Uh huh. You know, and then there's the more recent one. Are you uh, silver or uh, yeah? Gold? Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. And then there's the one that is like um black lips or whatever. All of those things Miss forget. The- that is uh, about been buried in all the Taylor Swift content. <laughs> um, but they all are so simplified. They actually are too simplified. Like I mean, I certainly will simplify art history to the point of a minute. But mm-hmm. they are, um, but they're so simplified. They they're wrong, right? There's a point where I think you have to have enough knowledge to be able to simplify things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one thing that they simplify is they simplify out light. And reflection, which are the two big things in color theory, right? The color theory is about receiving the image in a certain situation. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, Joseph Albers, this yellow looks different because it's next to this other yellow. Mm -hmm. And then this other yellow. And let me show you, like, I'm going to put next to blue and it's going to look like a different color. And so it is. And those all those filters are, in fact, just usually wrong. And what I find very interesting is, if you are not somebody who's used to doing critical theory, which is what seems like most people are when they get those filters, they're like, I "It's didn't not
0: know, but but it we're, winter? what we're winter." When we're like- taught critical thinking in any educational system, apart from higher education, like Isn't it's it? not, it's not, <laughs> especially in the American system, but also the Australian system, like it's not. Why would it be actively encouraged when you're indoctrinating children into capitalism? It's yeah. just—it's just not a thing that's going to be funded, prioritized. Like,
1: it, it's not easy either. I mean, I think about that—you're like, okay. teaching 25 kids.
0: You're probably, you are probably—you
1: got to get English done. I know, right? Like, it's—it's
0: it's hard. What, because, like later, like in later high school, you know, yeah. like teaching kids, just fucking image literacy would be so great, mm-hmm. so great. Mm-hmm. Um. The lack of—I mean—I do think critical thinking is also
1: partly because we um, have sim- we we predi- we we use language. Visual language is subsumed for textual language. Textual language is um, like even subsumed for oral language. Like the way we decide that there's even like that math and science—they would be well like humanities, math, and science could all go together. Right, there's so many times that I see somebody has misinterpreted a visual to decide on something scientific.
0: Right, like that's like what's well, statistically- like the Alzheimer's research, right? That was all yeah. botched because someone was like faking imagery, yeah, and, uh, to suit a hypothesis rather than the other way around. Right, um, and that happened Yes, that's all a great the example. Time. Oh man, that was. That's like six years worth of major funding down the tube because someone's fucking ego couldn't get past the idea of having something that went against their research paper, went against something that they wanted to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> can't like the amount of people who like there were a lot of people who became sick because of the medication that yeah. they were on, and a lot of people who died. And like this unnecessary is, is treatments thing, taking right? place because what? This goes back to my critical
1: thinking person, right? Mm-hmm. Your hubris, your inability to allow. Define consent. hubris. We have an episode on hubris, gang. What was Let's... what did we decided as being a jerk? No, thinking you're right. It's like the
0: self importance, I
1: guess. Self importance, your yeah. self importance and your arrogance could cause people lies. That's that's what my video was. That's what my video was about. Yeah. The arrogance of residents can cost people lives.
0: But also like in what world do you have more experience than a nurse who's been working for like fifteen years for less money with well, more, independent,
1: like, With of more that. care. No, that's right. But independent of that, what world do you get to decide that I get I don't have any say as a parent? What world do you decide? It's in a world where you lack critical thinking. So you have excelled. The system has set you up to have basically no critical thinking. Hmm. What you have is, I am right. I am right. I know how to be right. Which, in a world where there's only one right answer, we have no critical thinking.
0: I just can't imagine. I don't know. See, the thing I don't understand is how, like generations of people who love the idea of kind of being in contact with the world and different cultures and all these kinds of things and find pleasure in it and want to do it Mm -hmm. and, like, try to do it ethically even, a lot of people, how you can then kind of turn around and go, everyone should have homogenous thought that aligns with what I want. It's like, you would be so fucking bored. You would be so bored. You would be, like, did you ever see that video of that girl who – was like eating a burger in a food court being interviewed by some dude who was doing like a, you know stupid TikTok street interviews. Okay. And I wish I could find it. But he's like, what's your like what's your ideal relationship? Brahma And is basically kind of grilling her. And he's like, You you what, you want to be challenged? And she's like, Yeah, of course I want to be challenged. What you want to be with someone who agrees with you all the time? And he's like, Yeah, of course I want that. And she's like, You're boring. She's like, I really loved boring. that one. I was so fucking funny I wish she was find it like, again. I know, I know. She's such a queen. She's just like, I think you're really stupid and really boring if you want someone to agree with you all the time. Like, it was just and that's that is fun. Like, that's fundamentally what it is. And we can point the finger and laugh when it's dudes wanting like a woman to be a certain way for them, but we can't have critical fucking thinking and self-reflect and look at and I think this is one of the reasons that like HD people and, and like autistics are so good at this right mm-hmm. is you can see patterns you see the patterns of how people have the same kind of like lack of critical thought in certain spaces because it serves them mm-hmm. it serves their comfort
1: it's comfort actually it is that's what somebody about my incident I had I had a you know great conversation with another person who does really amazing videos about history Mm-hmm. And who said that the reason that there is so little critical thinking on TikTok is that the system sets you up to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so you are living within a silo where you have this feedback loop of comfort. Yeah. But the system needs you to be um angry sometimes so it continues the cycle so then they pick somebody who doesn't right and then like i got this video i'm sure i never get doctor videos it happened to be on my feed right and so it was trying to get me somebody it wanted me to respond right you know it wants us to do that so it it pits our desire for comfort with our desire for challenging the
0: people who are against our comfort yes
1: right argument like kind of like protecting our comfort mm-hmm. and so then what it ends up being is basically like it's almost like a I think it wants us to be like a um, not a horseshoe crab what do you call it um hermit crab right mm-hmm. like you're in your little shell you come out and then you go back mm-hmm. into your shell right like that that is what it wants us to be and um and, and- I'm gonna make that a clip <laughs> oh, for sure crab. <laughs> 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 great I'm always use I always use hand gestures and sounds instead of words, mm-hmm. which is often made fun. of I'm often
0: made fun of for, but I feel no, like it's the only way to live. communicate. The thing. Communicate. <laughs> People get annoyed at me on my lives all the time for just like using my hands in like a gestural way when I speak. They're like, "Stop fucking moving your hands!" I'm like, Do "You know, this is actually like a sign of intelligence." Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh I think. Uh, I, do. I mean, I
1: think even like, for example, I think the whole thing about lives. So I, I wasn't going to, I just like decided I'm done. I hate doing lives. I actually mm-hmm. really, really hate doing them because I hate talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Even though people are commenting, like it feels like I'm just talking to the mirror. I mm-hmm. didn't mention like staring at my face. So, but I also, when my lot, li- I don't do lives, my views go down. Well, yeah, that's what they want. Yes, they want a s- the system, and the- this is again where I think, like, I find it so interesting because lives are very rarely about critical thinking. When I watch them, they're just like basically respond to this voice, this word.
0: They're all, like pong. They're like the pong of talking. I it dep- I suppose it depends on what live you're in because like I've stumbled across some really like amazing really? shit. Oh man, like I've I, f- I came. I was on TikTok with my sister while she was here and we randomly got – I think he was German. Okay. Um, actually, because I didn't really hear him speak, but he was just like in medieval wear playing like a flute and a, a lute at the same time. And it was just like <laughs> – it was just so bizarre and like aesthetic and really funny as well. Like the mood of it was just incredible. There's also the Shrimp Rave, which I'm sure you've seen or heard it. of. Shrimp Rave I is one it. of my favorites. There's also Rag, Mop, and Goose, which is this couple who create, like, Muppets, basically, but not, like, actual Muppets. They make puppets, essentially, and they put on lives every Friday night where, like, they do a, a puppet show, essentially. But all of their puppets, like, have personalities and are, like, people, right? Oh, I know this one. Uh, have you ever seen the Bee? Like the guy, like the the bee puppet? No. Oh, my God. I'll have to send it to you. But that's one of my favorites because it's just like adults making things for children and getting to kind of behave like children, you know? Mm. Like imagine getting to make puppets for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And like performing like your little puppet shows for the internet. That'd be so much fucking fun. That would be fun. So like, you know, there's that. And then I found some... like, you know, it's people doing their makeup. I've seen social media advice. Yeah. When your video goes up. Yeah. Uh, once you've gotten like five comments and you've replied yeah. to them. Yeah. Then you go live for about five minutes. Oh, and that's interesting how you boost the post, essentially. Oh, that's interesting. You don't even have to be doing anything like specific. Just like. Interesting. Of tea or something. Well, yeah. then I, that's a great
1: piece of advice.
0: I don't hope I think it works. I don't fucking know. So, I don't just even, go on like, lives because it stops me from picking up my phone.
1: No, I know. That's why I do it too. Uh, the, so, but that even, like, the criticality, I think it's so interesting. Content creators often have a lot of urban myths on what makes work posts work, right? We are Oh, constantly. totally. But I think it's because a lot of people are looking for the system. We're all trying to game the system. Well, you want to work smarter, not harder. Okay um so yeah you want to work but so that that even that is critical thought right yeah so how so it's somebody who like you know that we did this video we did this episode because we had so many people asking us to become better critical thinkers Mm. so we like to summarize what we're saying is from the very beginning art or not art is not taking things like even asking yourself questions on why on things that you would immediately say is not like you is not that, right? So like I know that's not true. Why do you know that? Mm, right? Um another thing is accept dissenting opinions. Um another You thing... might have to work extra hard on that one. <laughs> that's right. If you if you are if you're, if you're an incoming resident in the middle of America, that might be a hard one for you. Um I will call you doctor special special lady, but um, but if you are not a doctor in the middle of America, if you're not a incoming resident in the middle of America, I think you are capable of doing this.
2: Mm.
1: you're a, okay, it's
0: okay for other people to disagree with you. I think that and also one of the super important things is it's okay not to know things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like and I think that. That's one of the hardest parts for people is wanting to be the smartest person in the room, wanting to know everything, wanting to be right. It doesn't fucking matter. Actually, being curious and wanting to learn. Yeah, this person just wanted to be right. My
1: person wanted to be right. Your person wanted to be right. You know, I think that it's interesting how many times people ask me. uh, There's a couple of questions that I always find, comments when I do live particularly. People always ask me about architecture and I'm like, actually, I don't know that much about architecture. I do I know just enough to make it through one oh one and that's about it. And I don't really like I know um certain types of architecture, like I know Gaudi or I know brutalism, but like I don't know it, I like, knew you were gonna say brutalism. <laughs> um because like it's a, I worked in a Brutalist building and Cleveland has a little Well, it's also it's it's so artsy. It is very artsy. It is very artsy, <laughs> but it is because I worked in a Breuer building. Yeah. Uh, but um but I don't know it, like chapter and verse. I couldn't possibly, like those videos that I did, those one minute art histories, mm. like, wow. And I had done them for my nephew and niece, and I, like, literally didn't have to look a single thing up. Yeah. Um, I just, like, looked up the images. Everyone has their thing they know about. That's right. And, like, but I mean, it was, like, very much Art History 101. There was no, yeah. there was no artwork that was, like, oh, I wouldn't show that one. But,
0: um, But You have to remember that you lose your status as the smartest person in the room when you are unwilling to learn. Yes, that is very. That's well said. Say it again. Can you tell I've said that to people in my life before? Say it again. (laughs) You lose your status as the smartest person in the room when you are unwilling to learn anything new. It is... They're, like, you have no room to grow, you have no room to have new neural pathways come together and to form new connections between things you previously knew. Like, you, you limit yourself, you limit yourself so severely when your idea of knowledge acquisition is based in making you the best in the room rather than the best version of yourself.
1: And I find it so fascinating because that, like... I'm today, so eloquently. You are. I I think what's so fascinating is that people who continue to learn are the most interesting people to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think they're also the most insightful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because then you can start connecting things from all these different spaces and see parallels and patterns and Mm -hmm. the way that people work. And, like, so, for example, I think... I've mes-
1: mentioned Amanda before who does yester queers. Yes. I we were I had posted a video on June first about the pride flag and I had a citation and she came she came and found me because we're friends, we're mutuals, and um said, Oh actually that citation, like that's not true though. Here's another citation. Mm-hmm. And Amanda is somebody who did not uh, who who um, is not professionally has never been a professionally historian. Self-taught history. Mm. Um the, she has a great word for it, but I can't remember what it is. And um and and I was wrong.
0: And I like took down my video and I forwarded her video instead. It's which like was when I made the Steve McCurry videos, I was contacted yeah. by people who were very close to the situation who was like, There's some stuff that isn't right in here. Can you take it down? I was like, Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um because yep. it's not about you and your fucking page and your viewers no. it's about the information that's right that's right and like I
1: very know. regularly we'll talk very fast and say a date wrong i'm terrible at it yeah sure and, um but then that's the kind of thing i correct in the comments but if the meat of it is wrong i take it down yeah. because but i also think it's important what you know amanda's a great example i think of somebody who is also on the same page we want to have critical thought and like it's not like there's videos where amanda has done i can't think of one right now but there's ones where like i look at it it's it, 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 like sometimes there'll be an artist that they do and i would say like i don't i don't, I don't know because both of us are interpreting the same data yeah. we are interpreting it in differently and that's I think, okay i
0: think also because is interpretation that's... And I think also that's something that we run into a lot with these challenges with other people, right? Like we feel, we all think we're reading the same thing, yeah. when actually we're all reading something entirely different that's specific to who we are. Yeah. Yes. Like, and that's always going that's always going to be the case. Always. Yes. yes fact, and that's, that's why I maintain the like of like our, our universal struggle. experience and shared experiences being validated is a good thing. Like it doesn't take yeah. away your individualism; it actually adds to your experience as a person. Yet, yeah. it can also be experienced by someone else yeah um and yeah it is the crux of it it is is that like people don't share your perception right shocking i mm. know shocking wait wait residents aren't always right in the same way that i am not always right <laughs> I can assure you, and also, I know many, many doctors, many high-end doctors in my life. They are very rarely right, in fact. Like, the, the bigger your ego, the more likely you are to be incorrect a lot of the time. <laughs> Dude, I really still feel like this person is
1: treating patients somewhere. Bless them, bless their hearts. Bless, bless their hearts. Um, no, I think I mean bless them. Bless their hearts means they're wrong. The poor patients are not wrong. They're just going to have to suffer. Um, I mean, and that's that's where that's when actually this critical thinking matters. It matters that you go and you learn because you're going to be in situations where the people around you aren't critical thinkers. You will be with your health care could be impacted if you're not a critical thinker, if you don't critically consider what they're saying to you. And decide if they're right, they are in fact humans, if you don't think about and I mean, yes, TikTok doesn't matter. Like your t- FYP isn't that big a deal. But there's a lot of situations in your life where being a better critical thinker will do this. And I think it is sort of this, like, look for something that feels icky, question it constantly, don't assume
0: that you're right. Also, not That's even scent, not even necessarily icky. But I remember when we said that the other day. Yeah. The idea of like following the ick, right, or something that yeah. feels like wrong to you or off. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the most interesting examples is, like, people who are involved in QAnon, right? Yeah. And, like, I've heard experiences of how people kind of come out of, like, those cult spaces where they see something that doesn't make sense and then they start pulling that thread and suddenly critical thought starts to form around everything in the situation. And I think that, like, the same can be said t- – like, and I think – I suppose this is my media recommendation for this week because I couldn't decide on what I wanted to recommend. I – would encourage anyone who's listening who wants to kind of start practicing a little bit more, go and find something, like a piece of art you know really well, and try and look at it in a different way, or try and find something new you haven't seen before, or try and find an element of it that you can look at again and be critical of, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, be it whatever, like, whatever your favorite art is, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it could be why the artist made it in that time period, you know, what was the motivation behind it, why is it being shown in this specific space, why is it receiving attention during this period, like, do mm-hmm. kind of what we do on here, which is we take a piece of art and we look at what surrounds it, the cultural context, the political context, the economic context, you know, the mm-hmm. Just like the zeit, hate the word zeitgeist, but I kind of love it. The zeitgeist, I
1: love the word zeitgeist. It's so good. Uh, I didn't think there's another word that fits. For it.
0: No, because no. English is limited and a silly anyway, language. Um, yeah. I'm, I resent, that my family is not bilingual or multilingual. Mm, mm, mm. So white. <laughs> 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 mm. But yeah, I would say, like, find something that you know and see if you can look at it again. Look at it differently. Find something new in it and see if that... Find something it. new. That's a great yeah. phrase. Find
1: something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot... The, one of the things I think is so interesting is, like, you know, the sort of idea of constructivist knowledge that we construct meaning actively. <laughs> um, but that... What did constructivism like, come out of? I don't remember. I feel like it's...
0: German? Semiotics? Yeah <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's look at Oh yeah, but... that's like a big thing also, like semiotics, guys. Um and the signifiers in images yep. and like God. Ugh, okay. Mm. Photo theory, maybe, is also a good place to look at this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ike with a tiny mic, who I've recommended on my page before. Mm-hmm. He, he has like a whole series on teaching you how to read advertising. Um go look at that. And remember, you're always being sold something. Like, one of the best things I was ever told in my first degree in film school oh. was... Piaget. I should have known. <laughs> the French. I even, like, said Dorito. There you go. Mm. There you go. Um, Psychology. Education. One thing, one thing I was always told, and one thing that really kind of blew my mind, because I was, you know, like, 19, 18, 19, um, was that, like, every film you've ever seen is, like, a form of propaganda. Like, literally yeah, everything. Every... every single film. And this was before like the Marvel era. So, this was really before we had like blatant military propaganda as like one mm-hmm. of the largest franchises in the world. Um, and I remember seeing just this Professor down. who was like, every single action movie out of America is like war propaganda. We were like, what? Yeah. He was just like, no, 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 no. It's people like, like good and evil. It's a reflection of America. Like, he went through this whole like semiotic breakdown. And I kind of left that. And I was like, what semiotics?
1: It's the discussion of language and the parts of language and how it impacts yeah. our meaning, right? Yeah, please and, don't make me, please don't make me define it. And then constructivist learning theory is the idea that we construct meaning, like mm-hmm. the theory of education. I think that what we're also bringing up is that everything that we see can be seen in a different way. And by taking in a new system of thinking, we reconsider our original systems of thinking because all systems are based within certain frameworks that we are learned into and that You only grow by learning new ones. (laughs) You know, for me... Sorry. One of the things that I think is so fascinating, people ask me all the time, how do you know everything? And I was like, I I do not know everything. What I know, you think I do, is because I share... The the narrow span of things I know is what I share. However, your span is different. Mm -hmm. And so your perception, because you don't know my things, is that I know a lot. Mm -hmm. But what I know is... Just the things I've studied.
0: Same. Right? That was one thing my process methodology teacher always said to me with photography. She was like, yeah, it's chemistry. Yeah, it's complex science. But you only need to know what you need to know. Anything beyond that. You, like, it's not your problem. (laughs) It's like, you don't have to know it. And I was just like, oh, so I don't have to be a master chemist? She was like, fuck no. Just know what, like, she should not say that. She was just like, know what a hydrometer is. Like, know how to read alcohol, like, content. And... Learn to like look at the results you're getting, and then troubleshoot and like figure it out backwards. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And then, like wear safety gear. That's it. It makes me think about. Um,
1: uh, it makes me think about uh, Joe Minnick. I talked to him the other day, who was on a re- previous podcast about how he doesn't. He's not always great with his safety equipment. <laughs>
0: I um, like he and I would just be able to shoot the shit for hours.
1: I, I talked to him the other day, um, and I was like, I got to go now.
0: <laughs>
1: I was like, I have to leave, actually. <laughs> and then we talked for longer. It was Of cause, course. Because my Joe does like Joe Minnick, but they're very different people. And I picked up the phone, and I said, hey, Joe. And then my Joe turned, and I was like, no, Minnick. And he said, oh. And then I laughed, and I came back and asked my Joe a question. And then I was talking to Joe year who doesn't never if back. <laughs> My job. My job. My job. I was like wow. That's like I a long time. Joe Session. Um, that's right. Lots of lots of people. Um, I do like that affinity mirror effect when
0: you look at two mirrors.
1: That's right. Um, <laughs> I do think that like the summary of this sort of um talk about critical thinking is that critical mm. thinking is actually learned.
0: It's and you all. a skill. Learn Everything's a skill. You're like yeah. and you are. And like Mercury Stardust says, you are worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. That is true. I agree. And if
1: a resident in the center of America does not have it, it, and you also don't have it, let's say, you can learn it because there is no education system that is required to learn critical thinking.
0: There's also pretty much no educational system that's going to dedicate itself to teaching you critical thinking. Like even grad school. You'll go to grad school and they'll be like, we are the bedrock of critical thinking and cultural yep. like shift and movement. And then you start critical thinking about the institution. You're in They're like, oh, That's right. No, 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 we no, no, no. Sh- 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 o- sh- They only teach you to think within their system. Yeah. You, what's the, uh, don't remember. You can, uh, like, you can't, like, deconstruct the system of, like, with the tools that are, like, from the system mm-hmm. whatever that quote is. I you um Yeah, I don't know what I'm very un, un- ineloquently, That's the word I'm looking for. Um, uh, so I said words not pretty. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Like you can't breaks a system down, like with tools from yes from that system. Right? Like you you actually it ha- there has to be something that comes from outside of it, and I think that that's why critical thinking and this idea of multiple perspectives becomes so important. And I think that's why. The more of a critical thinker you are, it's probably likely that you're more likely to be on the left, more likely to be a leftist rather than a liberal. And -hmm. it's because I think you become better at accommodating other people's perception and experiences and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things into your understanding. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's why I think the more you start to learn about injustices and whatever, you'll start to become more of an intersectional feminist, right? You'll start to understand, like, the compounding... Like, what happens when there are, say, all of these, like, set of perspectives that go against one person rather than the other way around? Right, right. I
1: think it is about intersectionality, right? It's the idea that one of the things I always say on this podcast, I've said it before, is that people perceive, for example, that all people of color stand up for each other. <laughs> right? Like, you hear this, like, like yeah. you hear this sometimes, like we're all people of color. And you're like, oh, come on.
0: No, I worked a job the other day where there was a Latin woman who was like, "I don't like black people and I was like, "I'm not really gonna have this conversation with you." <laughs> so it's just like I, though I'm really white, I'm not a safe space to say this shit like I'm not doing
1: it oh, yeah it was... Interesting. yeah, yeah and it's and it's and it's a very funny thing that the people perceive that your position might be defined and might define you in a certain way and you might be in another position.
0: Oh, I, that was one of the first times I think, really, in America that I've had someone because this was like outside of my friendship circle. To yeah. this was the first time I've really had someone try and like try it on with me in terms of like just flat out mm-hmm. racism. And I I didn't, I didn't like it was it was just like an offhand comment that like black people are really rude, and I was just like I don't think that rudeness is. I like think com- you're being comes rude from right now. Yeah, just <laughs> just, like I don't think the rudeness is like specific to a certain culture, uh, and I think that uh, people from anywhere can be rude. Uh, and I didn't go into the kind of like, but also like blackness is really like the the, uh, the diaspora is like really big. My friend and like people kind of live all over the world. And, like like UK black like English blackness is not the same as American blackness, and then there's like a whole other form of blackness in Australia that doesn't have the C in it because that's like indigenous. Blackness, right? But well, you well, then are there, ac- the there must be African thinking? immigrants, right? Black African immigrants too, right? There's so many. Well, there's so many people yeah, in Australia. But also, oh. like, you know, Indigenous Australians are the oldest yeah. thing in culture, like, out of Africa, basically. Right. Right. Um, right. It's just, and they, you know, they say BLAK um, mm-hmm. in those circles to distinguish themselves from right. Black Americans and, like, Blackness yeah. elsewhere in the world. Because it's a different experience. It's
1: a different perception of... That's right. It's that perception is complicated, right? That's sort of the essence of it, right? Like, perception is complicated. And every time you set yourself up to not have to perceive things at all differently, you decrease your ability to be critical and thoughtful.
0: Yeah. And I think that to put a visual to it, because that's one of the things I love doing and why I think photography and its theory is so good for this. Mm -hmm. Because, like, perception is for most of us, based in light, right? And the images that we receive through our eyeballs and how that kind of gets interpreted through our other senses and compounds with our other senses. And I think it's super important to remember that like even on a fundamental level, the light that we are receiving is refracted and is like multi-dimensional. And it's not just representative of like one beam of light. You're receiving tons and tons and tons of separate information that you are homogenizing and bringing down into a singular kind of perception. And that's and that's, like, in its essence, you, and that's how you perceive things. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if you don't stay open to those refractions and, like, the multiplicity coming in, it's just, you're just, you're doing yourself an extraordinary disservice, and you're actually, like, limiting yourself from what is most pleasurable about being, like, on the earth, right, which is other fucking people. Mm-hmm. And, like, our experiences that we can have when we come into contact with other people because like absolutely fundamentally we all really just want the same things like no matter what your political leanings are yeah everyone wants shelter to be with their family and to yeah. feel safe and to have food and like i've and I actually been a lot there's of more yeah. i think there's one more
1: be with each other yes i actually think that at essence the reason that our both of our problems happened is that Comfort and being with each other is often higher a higher commodity for people
0: to be with others, it's and so don't know how to place value on friendships. Yes, like that. And because yes. we have this idea of romantic relationships being the most yes. important, that's why I think queerness is so like a political identity rather than just like a sexual and like I could just go on. It's so like oh, it's <laughs> true. No, I think that that's I think that's very
1: true. I have to say after my drama of. Dra- been the a weekend. Big week for you. Oh, it's been a big week, week, a surprisingly big week. Um, mm-hmm. but the drama of the weekend, I was struck at how, um, important. You know, I have like I wouldn't say that I have like I I don't have a huge group of friends. Um, I think that I have from being in you know in museums and arts, I I knew a lot of people, hmm. but like real good friends, I would say. Like most people, like most I
0: adults. Have, also, you have like five. Right. Yeah, right. I have. Isn't the joke that like Jesus having thirteen close friends is just, or like twelve close friends is is absurd? (laughs) Like, I have never heard what. Like, what man in his thirties has like twelve close friends (laughs) to like have over for a meal? It's like what man? He doesn't exist. Oh, that's very. He can also wash their feet. Nah, that's just fruity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's true. Uh, that's hilarious <laughs> um but like you know i'm so thankful for my friends and one of my friends um uh, i have one friend who m- my husband has always said you know i'm just so glad that she's on our side because <laughs> 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 she's a- that tough and she you know like you something will happen about anybody mm. and i would say that i enjoy not having drama so i very rarely in our group chat have drama um we ha- we have all of us, our parents are getting older. So a lot of times, or we have children, some of us have children. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many times our drama is drama that we didn't choose, but has been born into, right? But um, but I, even then, I don't think I, um, I enjoy, I don't even enjoy having drama. Like when my previous, when my children have something, I don't usually put it in there. Because I don't even want to talk about it, you know? And um, I'm a cop was- man, I oh god I'm like oh you know I'm convinced that the reason I look young is because I just don't think about it. <laughs> I'm like, like, like I just tamp it down anyway. But it's um, probably why I look older than I think I look at the twenty age. I don't think you do, but uh, but you have, you have very good skin. I don't think that's true. but my point is that <laughs> what actually happened is for me, I had to understand what happened this weekend. Yeah. And I asked my friends. That's the critical thinking brain. Right. Going why. I asked my friends who all had different opinions about why this happened. Mm. And to the level it mattered. Yeah. And I do think like that was very useful to have people who the community. But your community. And this is where I think we go back to both of our original people. Mm. When your community is saying to you're you always right. you're You're in. You're not. That's not a community. Yeah, those are sycophants. Yeah.
0: Like, it's, it's right. people who are just, like, telling you you're right all the time. They're also not real friends. No, that's right. Like, those are people who that's don't right. give a fuck about you. Um, Ugh. God. I just yeah. I can't imagine having people in my life and not wanting – I just can't imagine not wanting to be challenged. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Like yeah. it's, it's And some people will say I'm argumentative, uh, you know, whatever. Like, it's not that. It's that I want to be able to have, like, I want to be able to dig in with people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want a weird surface level relationship where we just kind of talk about the fucking weather. I want to be able to talk about ideas and concepts and how that relates to feelings (laughs) and culture, everything. I just. I also can't imagine how much mental energy it would take up wanting to be right all the time true 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 it'd be exhausted it'd be exhausting given
1: the number of people who like to disagree with me in my comments (laughs) and on the stitches this is where i find the whole beginning of both of our things really no one no one's never ever come at you god bless you honey but also just like
0: you You didn't see the correlation between,
1: like, no, that correlation. I mean, correlation is, in fact, one of the things that requires critical thinking. Yeah. Gosh. Mm. All right. It's so about him be, being so smart. Oh, it must be just. Oh, God! Thank God, the lucky, the lucky for those patients that they have such a thoughtful woman who also has time to spend her harassing people on social media.
0: Thank God. And she's Oof. she's gonna she's gonna learn pretty quickly the kind of attitudes that people in medicine will and won't. Because the thing is, it's actually that there, there is no time for bullshit. But and, Like there is no time to prioritize. People on TikTok, she matters. But um, but like, it, there is no space in the medical workplace to prioritize your fucking feelings. Well, like, apparently, you have to be a yes, logical thinker. So no, 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 good luck. Apparently,
1: not there. Good luck, uh, Steve. I do think for me, my um, media recommendation is a mystery book called The Tea Ladies by Amanda Hampson that takes place in 1965 in Sydney. And one of the things I was thinking a lot about during my um, my sadness of the weekend was that much of what I know of the world is that much of the world is not like me. And I am somebody who is a very, very big reader, two to three books a week. And I read everything. Romance, mystery, nonfiction, I'll read anything. Mm. And I think that when people are particularly with education systems like medicine, you have to basically hone down your knowledge. Which means you actually what you do is also decrease your level of empathy. I think ra- reading, and this book is great because it takes
0: place in like a middle class. Well, we like a proven thing with children: reading actually mm. increases your empathy. I was listening to uh, "Behind the Bastards," which is yep. a podcast. You know, yeah, um, actually run by. A now that I have a, a journalist podcast, now that I have a podcast, but they were talking about AI art, basically, mm-hmm. and the idea that. You know, we're potentially entering a world where these shitty Amazon books that are all made by like people trying to turn a buck through AI Mm -hmm. means that there's going to be like a generation of potentially poor kids who only have access to like AI bullshit. And it's rich kids that are going to get the handcrafted stuff. And it was like a really like it's a great podcast, you guys just go and listen to it. Wow, that's mm. fascinating yeah really,
1: really and that's true like that's i believe that i mean me too me too but it's I, a scary and I, potential it's reality. a scary potential wow that's really scary and i think that this book is great because i don't it had
0: a point in there that was connected but it might come back
1: no but it'll come back maybe but but like i do think my this book what i really liked is that i will say that even though i read a lot mm. i don't happen to read a lot of books of people who are and i don't think the class system's, I don't think it corresponds because we don't have we don't have um, in the U.S. now a large manufacturing class. But these are people who work in uh, their tea ladies, which we also don't have in the U.S. We never had tea ladies. I guess we have like it's not really we don't have like coffee girls. We didn't have like the Mm. the equivalent like you had the girl like in um, you had the person who was like the. What we had was what we called gophers. Like you had them in uh, Mad Men, you know, women who were like catch-alls and they did everything.
0: I never saw Mad Men.
1: I went through a bad phase. I was having a lot of work at work and I started watching it and then it was like that. There was so much misogyny that didn't seem to be problematized in any way. And then I just, it really took me to a dark place, Mad Men. But um, yeah, I can't even. Mischaming is amazing. I don't care. And that's where I went. The costume is where I started. And then I went down a road, a dark road. It impacted all of the people I worked with for a short minute. I just couldn't... Everything was Mad Men for a hot minute. Anyway. God. But... Workplace um, nightmare. It was a workplace nightmare. I feel bad for them all. Um, hopefully, they've all recovered from my moment <laughs> in Mad Men. Um, but... Uh, I do think... was if, did if make me a very negative person, I must say. Um, but... I don't usually, I would say that for us as Americans, we don't know what tea ladies are. They're the ladies who served tea in offices at certain times. They made it, they boiled it, which we also don't drink boiled tea. Um, but in, like, you see it like in, uh, Miss Fisher or
0: like, you see I, it-, it was literally what I was thinking. I was literally yeah. thinking about like the tea lady in the factories and I was going to be like, no, 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 no. That's it. That's, that's so it. That's so it. And this silly. is what, why do we have the same visual? But <laughs> <laughs> So we don't have, I don't think
1: we have an equivalent, but we have like in American factories. You'd have basically like the, you'd uh, I- the
0: intern getting coffee.
1: Yeah. We have interns getting <laughs> coffee, but like we don't, but I, we don't. And, and in America now we have no manufacturing class, right? Nobody who we don't have factories like that. So this whole class no longer exists in it. And then the book at the end, she says, in Australia, yeah, two is poorer countries now. Right. So this class already doesn't exist. But I would say that I noticed when I was reading this, I thought really long and hard about how it helps me think about the change in manufacturing, because, you know, and in, here and in, 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 they were starting in this book in the 60s. And, the, you know, like it's sort of like foreshadowing what's going to happen. And, um, but I thought very long and hard about how, um, in and I live in the, I live in one of the poorest countries, one of the poorest cities in our country, but I don't actually consume that much media that shows, that talks about people who are largely from a different class. Mm-hmm. I realized. Mm-hmm. But like reading this, I thought, huh, I don't read a lot of books that take place in a different class.
0: And it was very edifying. It's like a mirror of your own comfort, right? Right,
1: right. Like, that I would not, and that, like, and I hadn't, and so this is where I think criticality is very useful. One, in reading other stuff, but then also being critical about what you consume.
0: Well, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, Handmaid's Tale was such a big deal, right? Yeah. Because it's a way of exploring all of the themes of, like, racism, colonialism, like, fucking with entire cultures of people and like, you know, wiping them out essentially through breeding. It's like a comfortable concept for white women to engage with when they see themselves in the story and they see the comfort of their own story. But when, you know, you go to the Octavia Butler books, which is like, you know, Where the handmaid's tale kind of got a lot of its ideas from, which is like the actual lived experiences of black women and indigenous women and like women of color, it's not, it's no longer comfortable because suddenly you're not mirrored in that experience and you're not kind of seeing like the comfort of your own space and it and like uh perception in there. You're seeing yourself as an antagonizer, I think, and I think that's one of the reasons why critical thinking, especially in terms of like race and you know interpersonal cultural relations, is so hard for people because it's that idea of decentering yourself. Very hard.
1: So what's your media recommendation? I did mine. Oh, you did say it again, though, so we can
0: go look put at it some in the odd. Go look at some odds <laughs> That you've seen before. Go look at something that you enjoy and try and see it with a new perspective or see something new in it. You know how I see things differently? Not me setting an exercise. Such a teacher. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I see something differently by asking someone what they see in art. Like I was um, talking to um, my niece who's pretty darn smart. The smartest kindergarten certainly that exists. Um, and that doesn't require critical thinking because obviously she is, and um, but she asks she, why a lot, right? And she
0: should does. She's she's very
1: <laughs> If you want to see the if you want to see the art of critical thinking, certainly go to her.
0: Um, no, seriously, be around a four year old or a five. Oh my god, she is. She's she that's what uh, kids want. They just want to understand. Like they are critical
1: thinkers. So, uh, the awesome. system. This is a cute aside, but um it is a good it's a good one. year a couple of years ago, we were at the mall, and I was bored, and I was asking her pick out outfits for me. Mm-hmm. and um she, she picked out like, we were packed on. she picked out a dress that was straps, two triangles, a cut like there it was it was no there was very little dress and and then outfit after outfit, there was a lot of cool colors, not so much fabric, right? And so, and so, and, and, you know, I'm always wearing a sweater. So I, at the end, we're in the car and she said, and she said, but but why didn't you buy any of the things I suggested? And I said, oh, because I wasn't going to, I didn't buy, I just didn't buy anything. It wasn't Mm. that I didn't buy what you suggested. I just Mm. didn't need any clothing, but it's nice to imagine. Uh, But I always think about that because she was critically considering where my actions and my words, you know, like I asked her for outfit suggestions. Oh,
0: I I think that's maybe one of the reasons people find parenting so fucking hard as well, right? Is because kids are directly asking why about your choices and your behaviors and your actions. True. And
1: true. And, like, you know, if I think about it, wasn't that such a compliment that she thought those things were pretty and I would look good in those pretty things? Yeah. I mean,
0: what's, what's, what's around there? What's around there? I love kids. They're so pure of heart. Um, like but I told I you the, the other th- day I was wearing this shirt and one of the yep. kids at my work was like, is that a trans person? I was like, no, no, she's, she was a lesbian. She was like, what's a lesbian? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, Like you live in Park Slope. Have your parents told you this? <laughs> your neighbor. That's what it's Park Slope. It's a girl across the street. <laughs> like it's everyone. Um, that was it was just like a really bizarre thing of like seeing the critical thought because of like what's going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Of is that like something that I know and that I can relate to my understanding? And like it's it, right. Kids are very good at relating things immediately to their
1: understanding and yeah. then questioning when it doesn't relate. Yeah. And that's sort of at essence what critical thinking is, right? Framing it within what you do have, but then also questioning yeah, that. And
0: embrace your sense of wonder. Because, like, that's gonna, and, like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And I think that we hear the word critical and people kind of go, oh, no, can't do that. Because critical equals criticism when that's it's not it's critique, not criticism. And I think that if you can separate that and find a sense of, like, pleasure in or even just, like, excitement in learning. I do think that these are both very useful suggestions. One, going
1: outside of yourself. And then relooking at things you already know differently. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So do that and also maybe avoid some residents. Not all of them. There's many, many good ones. And I do want to end with this point. you got to stop thinking about her. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And she was going to. A... What does that say? Uh, she lives in my brain on. Renfree. Renfree, right? So, so that I that would say, that. and I do that want that. to. No, I won't. It's only, it's recent. That's why. I would like to say at the end, in case somebody's made it all the way here, I don't actually think the beginning of this whole thing started with me saying my daughter had a great experience with many residents, but someone mm. really arrogant. Mm-hmm. And that's in fact true. I would say many museum professionals coming out of graduate school are real, real arrogant. Mm-hmm. I think that probably a lot of lawyers finished law school and got a clerkship and were arrogant.
0: It's I in every not-
1: industry. I do not think that all medical professionals are arrogant. I don't think all residents are problematic. I think, in fact, that what happens is our education systems make us believe we've made it. And the rest of our lives is realizing we didn't.
0: My favorite part of grad school was being like, I'm the shit, I got into Parsons. Then within two days of being there, I was like, oh, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I was like, oh, fuck. All right. (laughs) Like, ego, tone it down. Like, yeah, you got into a good art school, but also like, that doesn't make you better than anyone at all, ever, because, like, you have a lot to learn. You have a lot to learn.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, experience. <laughs> so, thanks for listening to the Art Lust podcast. Yeah, you can follow us at ArtLust underscore podcast on TikTok. You can support our Patreon if you do. You can have all kinds of polls and questions. I am updating them
0: every Saturday. You guys, I've got Seema, like, doing stuff on the Patreon now. I'm excited. I'm excited. Our voices in there now. It's not just me. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Also,
1: you know, we have an email address. What's our email address? Uh, It's at gmail.com. And we read it. So feel free to email us with topic suggestions. Drop us a line. We had a request for transcripts, which I am
0: working on. I promise. Yes. Thank you for that person coming yeah. out. We've actually been thinking um, about it since we got the email. I know um, uh, well there's, I'm just trying to figure out what is the correct AI tool to use that's gonna be easiest for us. We're gonna uh we're gonna do that for you, we promise. And
1: then um we also want to remind you that we would always take a sponsorship
0: offer. Any brand could sponsor us. I look Why Behind the Bastards. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to do things that you got to do. We- I would, we would wear the outfits. We'd wear the hats. We'd do whatever you need. So let- we are critical to understand that we do not and cannot currently live outside of capitalism. So if you the- like to offer us money, then I'll in take the- it. We'll take <laughs> it.
1: Take we'll take it. it. We'll take it. All right. I'm Seema,
0: A-R-T-L-U-S-T on TikTok. I'm Sophie, uh, darkroom, V-A-R-M-I-N-T, it's in the episode description, I put it in the episode description now, so that you can, so you don't have to try hard, you can just copy-paste, you can just copy-paste. Focus your
1: critical thinking, not on critically understanding how to spell varmint, but instead on
0: all kinds of other things. Thinking about why someone like me would try to separate their socials, maybe that's something we can answer. (laughs) <laughs> you would want to have separate you know, presentations of salad oh, my- in different All right. Tackles. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.